hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello and welcome to episode 59. I'm your host, mind-body coach and pain relief expert, Molly Jager. Hey guys, how's it going? I've got an exciting episode for you today. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm kind of pumped. (laughs) It's that kind of episode. Um, I'm going to be talking with you today about the qualities I see that make a big difference between people that have success with this approach and people that continue to struggle with it. And I'm going to be sharing this information and these insights with you from a very different perspective. I'm actually referencing a book that I have been reading lately that is not about pain. It's not about anything health related, but the concepts shared in this book and the insights offered are so spot on when it comes to pain relief and getting through pain and using the mind-body approach that I wanted to share it with you. So the book is actually about how to run a successful business, which if you think about it, the um, persistence and the process of you know figuring out how that works is not all that different from getting out of pain, right? From getting success as a business owner and getting success as an individual with their health, there's a lot of similarities there. And if you're a business owner, or an entrepreneur, you probably already know that. But if you're not, these some of these concepts might be, um, well, they won't be new to you, I promise, because you'll recognize yourself in them. <laughs> okay. So the book is called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And I'm going to start by describing the 10X Rule. In fact, the first chapter of the book is, what is the 10X Rule? So there are kind of two parts to this rule. And the first part is this. Most people severely underestimate what it will take in terms of actions, resources, money, and energy to accomplish their desired outcome. So if you think back on your process, do you recognize that? Have there been many, perhaps, or a few times where you have felt like this is going to be it? This is going to be the easy fix. This is going to work when I get it done or when somebody does this to me, (laughs) right? Like this massage or this special chiropractor, my pain will go away and then it will be solved. Yay! (laughs) How many times have you had that? kind of experience, right? Once I get on this diet, once I read this book or whatever, and that the process in fact has gone on much longer than you perhaps would have anticipated in the first place. So this is something that's really important as well, because what I find is that before people even come to the mind-body 
awareness and come to this approach, they are already experiencing that things are taking longer than they would have liked or would have thought. And again, this is still present as they enter into this process of resolving pain through the mind-body approach. Um, And what happens is when you anticipate that it won't take as much effort as it actually does, people often feel so frustrated and defeated when they experience something different from what they were hoping for. Because their brain is calibrating for less, when they experience it, it's like, oh, defeat. It, it, it feels like it's not working. Your brain interprets defeat rather than seeing that as part of the process along the way. So what's really important about this is, is not just how you're thinking about it and what you're thinking about it, but when you change your expectation, then you, um, re your body, you have this like internal calibration that changes. So the basic gist is that whatever you're expecting, you multiply that by 10, whatever the amount of effort, energy, money, resources that you think that you will need to put towards this, you multiply that times 10. And here's the thing. If you look back on what you might have expected, you're probably already approaching that for a lot of you who have been in this process for a long time. That actually you're already spending or have spent nearly 10x more than what you might have thought of in terms of energy and perhaps finances as well in order to get the result that you want. And look, this is not for you to then look at yourself and be all down on your past if that's happening for you right now. Because I can see some of you are thinking that, especially if you're thinking about time and money. And here's what I always think is that whatever we needed to go through in order to get where we are now, that's what we needed, right? There's no reason to berate your choices in the past because you made the choices that you made based on the information that you had and what was in your life in that moment. Like I have people often say to me, like, if only I had known and feel so frustrated and upset that they've done all of this, spent all of this money and, you know, come to find out that they didn't need to do any of that in the first place. But the fact is you did, you did need to do that. And I'm going to go very Byron Katie on you and say, how do we know that you needed to go through that? Because you did. Because you did go through it. And that led you to the place where you are now. So there's no judgment. There's no blame. There might be emotion around that. But there's no need to get stuck in judgment and blame. As you look back on your situation and understand that actually, oh, this this process is requiring a lot more than I thought it would. It just... Use it like this, right? Use it to help you calibrate correctly for the future. Use your past to inform you, right? So then it becomes of benefit to you. Okay, so that's the first part of the 10x rule. To 10x your expectations in terms of 
the effort that is required, effort and energy. I mean, you could just put it all into energy, really, because all of that stuff is energy at the end of the day when it comes to what you have to put into the pot to make it work. Okay, the other half of the 10x rule is also like a little bit controversial, but I'm going to share it with you because I think it's important. Okay, and that is that people miss target by setting objectives that are too low and don't allow for enough correct motivation. So just check in with yourself about where you are on that scale because some of you, that's not so relevant for you right now and others, this will be relevant for you. And this is exactly how. It might've been that at the beginning of the situation, when you first started pain, having pain, you might have had high expectations and low estimation of the, of the effort required to achieve those high expectations. And then over time, what happens is that when people don't experience the result that they want or expect, what they do is they go to the first half of the equation, or rather, let me take that back. They go to the second half of the equation and they adjust their expectations. They downgrade their expectations. But what I'm suggesting is that what you do is you go to the first half of the equation and that you adjust your uh, estimation of how much energy is required to achieve those high expectations. Do you see what I'm talking about here? So what we tend to do is we tend to think, oh, it's not working. Oh, I probably will just have to live with this. Instead of, oh, what else do I need to consider? What else have I not done? What stone have I left untouched that I could turn over? Where could I look further, deeper, broader in myself and in my life to adjust my mind, my assessment of myself and my actions in order to achieve the results that I want? And this is really controversial in the health space because what we tend to do is we tend to err on the side of uh, caution. And we talk about not wanting to give false hope and lift people's expectations. And it's a very fine line. And I think what makes all the difference is on in this area where what is the action that people need to take? So we can't just set expectations or, or limitations without talking about what are you expecting? What are you, what is your assessment? What are you thinking about in your mind as you move toward this expectation? We have to get inside our own brain and understand what we're thinking on that side of the equation, on the effort and energy side. Because when we just set low expectations, we are living in according to, or we're setting ourselves according to limitation. And the whole point is that we want to move up and out of limitation. And not only that, 
we want to move beyond what's average because currently what's average for chronic pain issues is not so hot. Like it's not good. We need to innovate. We need to think beyond average, right? I mean, that's why you're here because average has not served you. (laughs) Average has not served many of us. And so we have to go, you know, into these other spaces and places. And this brings me to another mistake that Grant Cardone writes about that people make in their process. And that is that people mistake uh, spending too much time competing and not enough time dominating their sector. Okay, now this is the business way of talking about it and I'm going to bring it into the context of pain relief. So basically, we spend too much time looking at other people. What have other people achieved around us? So, and that might be comparing ourselves to people who say, I've done it and feeling down about where we're at in our process. And then looking at other people who, well, they're living with pain. So why should I expect to live beyond that? I mean, if we look around what's average, most people uh, expect that when they reach a certain age, they're going to have arthritic pain or sciatic pain or back pain or something like this, that their health is going to start to fall apart. That's the average. And we spend too much time comparing ourselves and our own life journey to those around us and really not connecting to what is happening internally and what's possible within our own mind-body system and kind of being that guiding light for ourselves. And this is what I always, uh, this relates to what I always talk about in our work in my work with people is that you are the teacher and the learner at the same time. At the same time, because you're experiencing your mind and your body, you're going through this process where you are using the information and the sensation from within your own body to guide you, right? So you're learning from your own body. You're learning from your own felt lived experiences but you're also taking information in and you're applying it to your body. You're giving yourself data to work with. So you are the guide, you are the teacher, and you are also the listener and the learner in this process. It's you. And we spend so much time self-doubting and questioning what's possible for ourselves rather than being focused on our own process rather than just being in it and being with it. And I want to offer, if you're experiencing this kind of self-doubt, if you're experiencing yourself kind of comparing yourself to others, I want to check in. I, I invite you to check in with yourself and like, how does this make me feel? What is the quality of my thinking? What is the quality of my feeling inside myself when I compare myself? to other people or when I compare myself to whether that is people that are beyond where you are, you are at at this point in your journey or people that are uh, settling with what's average, settling with less than what you would like to settle for. And as you check in with how that feels, 
in those two instances, you know, perhaps one might give you a kind of a feeling of anxiety, like I'll never achieve that (laughs) or frustration. And another one might give you a, a feeling of kind of letdown or disappointment. I don't know. You check in with what it is for you. And then the question to ask yourself beyond that is, okay, I've checked in with how this is making me feel or how I feel in relation to this circumstance. Now, do I want to organize myself around that feeling? Right? Do I want to organize my action and my thinking around that feeling? Or would I like a different feeling? Sort of as my fuel. Okay, and that takes me to the um, this other piece which Grant Cardone talks about, which is mistargeting by setting objectives that are too low and don't allow for enough correct motivation, right? So you can see how that's related to what you're expecting is possible, right? If we are kind of thinking that no pain or almost no pain is possible, then it changes our ability or motivation for doing what it takes to achieve that. Like if, if our expectation is like, okay, I live at a pain level where I have pain every day, most days, but maybe it's not so high, but I do have it every day, then maybe that doesn't motivate us enough to take big action, to make big changes, to face that difficult conversation that we need to face or to remove ourselves from that painful you know, stressful relationship. I don't know, whatever it is in your life, sometimes we need big motivation in order to make big changes. Okay, one last piece from this book that I want to share with you. And that is that the other thing that people, the other mistake that people make is that they underestimate the amount of adversity they will need to overcome in order to actually attain their desired goal. Okay, so again, we're talking about which side of the equation are you living in? The side of the equation where you have capacity and agency or the side of the equation where you're just receiving like whatever comes. And I see it all the time that people don't understand how much adversity they have to overcome in order to overcome pain. And I think it shows up in many different areas of our life. So for me personally, yeah, I recognize this in many different areas of my life, not just with pain and issues in my body, but also anything that I feel like is (laughs) too hard. It shouldn't be so hard. (laughs) I think it is a huge business these days to try and help people's lives be less hard like a lot of people make money trying to make things less difficult for people and there is something to be said for that you know there's no need to put a lot of effort into something that doesn't require that amount of effort at the same time I always felt like growing up in the United States and then traveling in in different countries around the world that you know I grew up not in the land of opportunity but in the land of convenience and that the number one goal was how to make 
uh, everything easy, right? And if something was hard, then eh, why bother? I mean, I'm kind of overstating it a little bit. And I know that a lot of people might have a, not have that and grown up in the same time period that I did. But I think it's safe to say that a lot of us struggle with having difficulty. A lot of us struggle with doing something that's hard. We don't like it. And part of that is just our biology and how we're kind of accustomed to having things go in our lives. And that our our nervous system budgets the amount of energy that it wants to output based on what it's taking in. And, you know, that's all part of the picture. But as soon as you change your expectations, as soon as you start changing the way you're thinking about something, it opens up the door to all kinds of possibilities, all kinds of alternatives, all kinds of, you know, different ways of going about something and being able to be innovative, being able to create and provide for yourself what you need, right? If you need to expend more effort, if you need more time, if you need some creative thinking in your process to figure it out, um, and you realize that that might be relevant, your mind will start to open up and look for ways to bring that in, ways to resource what you need. But if we're stuck in the thought, it shouldn't be this hard, it's not working, and you know, feeling defeated, then we've shut ourselves down and we've shut our brain off from being able to kind of think beyond that wall that we've created for ourselves unintentionally, unconsciously, nobody's doing this on purpose. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you are. I think probably for most of us, it's an unconscious habit that we, you know, aren't aware of until we're aware of it. So just take a moment and ask yourself, right? Do I see myself in any of these things that have come up in the podcast? Do you see yourself? And if you do, Just like give yourself a huge hug and then have a huge laugh at the ridiculousness of life, (laughs) of the silliness of how hard we try, of how perfect we imagine things should be, and just the hilarity of the human brain trying to manage its way through this messy (laughs) labyrinth of a world. And that it can be joyful and that it can be, you can find the humor in it as much as you can find the meaning and the purpose and the connection to something deeper, right? This is not a podcast episode to take and then beat yourself up with. So don't do that. This is a podcast episode to just, you know, turn a mirror in your direction, open eyes, open heart. And most importantly of all, if you are feeling tired or burdened by what you are taking on, give yourself a moment to step back, restore, nourish, and refresh yourself. Refresh your nervous system. So when you think of doing 10x, it doesn't mean go, 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 go nonstop. It means kind of like, How can I support myself now for this task that I'm engaged in, for this path that I'm walking on? 
it's not a race to the finish line, but rather an awareness of the scope of what you're undertaking. You know, for example, these neural pathways have been with you for decades, most of you, a long time. Your life has been organized around them, through them. You've built relationships with these neural pathways. Other people have built relationships with you, with those neural pathways, those ways of being, thinking, feeling, acting. So it's going to take a little while. I'm going to leave you with a story. So I took this workshop a long time ago. It was like maybe like, I don't know, 15, maybe 20 years ago. And it was a workshop with the Roy Hart School of Singing. I can't remember. Roy Hart. You can look it up. Um, it's based out of France. And they had a couple of traveling teachers that came and did a weekend workshop in Chicago. And I knew about Roy Hart before going to the workshop. And what defines this particular style of vocal training, and when I say vocal, it's really a whole body experience, is that its reputation is that it takes people beyond their perceived vocal lim limits. It takes people beyond what we think is possible. And what is typically possible, it takes people beyond average, right? So I'd read about this technique and this work and I was like, oh my gosh, it's coming to my town. I was, I was so excited. And I went to this workshop and the person who led it was in his 60s and I knew that he had been doing this work for like four decades and led many hundreds of people through these same, you know, basic exercises. And so I had complete trust in him. And... I also experienced that what he was asking us to do through these techniques and practices was extreme and taking us beyond into vocal ranges with this quality in our voice that was really intense and beyond what I ever imagined a voice could do, let alone my voice, but any voice and singing higher and higher and higher and lower and lower and lower and louder and louder and louder with like our entire being. And it was an incredible life-changing workshop. And in one of my like uh, dreams is to go to a full week workshop at least once before I die in France. Um, but what was so fascinating to me was watching the other participants of the workshop and how some of them, you know, moved through the techniques, the practices and exercises and others started to come up against these psychological boundaries, their own psychological boundaries and drop back and say, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I can't do what you're asking of me. And it wasn't that they couldn't do it. Really what they were saying is I'm not willing to try what you're asking of me because they were afraid. They were afraid of the sensations that they were feeling in their body and the sensations in their throat and in their voice were too far outside of what was familiar and comfortable for them. It was too far beyond that limit and they chose in that moment that they couldn't go there. They couldn't go there because they chose not to. And you know, we can talk about whether or not that was capability or choice, right? Because what, what exactly is 
What is it that we're capable of? I think so many of us don't even know what we're capable of because we pull back before we get a chance to really move the dial. And it's not that what I say in movement class, it's not that your body isn't capable of doing this movement. It's just that you haven't figured out how yet. It's not that your body can't do this movement smoothly. It's totally there biologically. It's just that in your nervous system, there's all of these habits that are getting in the way of you being able to do it and execute it in your muscles. Biologically, it's possible. It's just that psychologically and neurologically, there are limitations. So I see this in my movement classes and I saw it in this vocal workshop. But in the vocal workshop, it was so apparent that what was stopping people was not their physical or biological limitations, but their psychological limitations. And it was fascinating. And incredible to watch and when I say that you guys I'm not like downing on those people at all because we're like I'm sure there are things of in my life right now I know that there are that I can't you know I see as a limitation that isn't really or that I'm you know boundaries in my own life that I'm bumping up against we're always in this place of kind of exploring what the limits are of what we think we're capable of you know That's not true. We're not always in that place. But I'm going to recommend that you explore moving into that territory in your life because usually we're not even exploring that at all. We're just living confined by our perceived limitation. And when you go into this process of working through chronic pain, a chronic pain issue, whether it's migraines or fibromyalgia, or nerve pain, or joint pain, or whatever it is, whatever challenge is manifesting for you in your physical body, when you go into that process, you don't know yet what you're capable of. And moving through that boundary is what is going to take you into pain relief. Moving beyond your perceived limitations is in that territory where your relief lies, where your power and your agency and therefore your relief lies. So whatever you currently think you're capable of that you can do, multiply that times 10. Whatever results you think you can achieve, multiply that times 10. And then whatever adversity you think you will have to overcome, multiply that times 10 as well. And then however much effort or energy you think you will have to put into the process to make it work, multiply that times 10. And in that way, you will set yourself up to go beyond what you think you can do. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you soon. I believe in you. Thank you for listening today, everybody. It's wonderful. I hope you found this episode valuable. I hope you liked it. And if you did, 
I invite you to please share it on the socials or with your friends, your family, people who you think might benefit as well. Hey, I've got a new website up, www.movetonourish.com. That's movetonourish.com. It's not perfect. I'm not a website builder, but it is a first iteration. And that's what we do here. We don't do perfect. We do first step forward. So that's what I've got for you. Go check it out. If you want to find out more about the program, Transformational Pain Relief and this process of pain relief that I offer, go check out the website and there'll be some more information there. And if you or anyone you know is at the point of really wanting to break the cycle of pain in your mind, in your body, in your life, and you want support to help you move through and make sure that you don't get stuck by self-doubt or hung up on obstacles along the way and that you keep moving forward, then reach out. You can find a link in the show notes of this episode that will take you directly to my calendar. You can book a free consult call, no obligation. On the consult calls, we get down to the root cause of your pain. I take you through a comprehensive assessment that is so valuable in and of itself to have that clarity. And we talk about what it is that you need right? What it is that you need to break the cycle of pain once and for all and gain agency, confidence, and clarity in your life. Also, you can always reach out to me on the socials, right? Find me on Instagram at move to nourish. That's with the number two and also at molly at move to nourish.com. I'll see you soon.